Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Ashira Konigsberg, and today we're studying Pesachim, page 6. Today's daf deals with a number of details regarding searching for chametz. It is interesting to note that many of the situations of the Gemara are directly relevant to our own. For example, our daf deals with what to do if someone not Jewish brings chametz into your domain on Pesach. What happens if, even though you search, you happen to find chametz on Pesach? How planning to travel for Pesach impacts your obligation to search your home in advance? And why you have to declare chametz null and void after you've already unsurfaced and destroyed all the existing chametz? We're going to touch on all those topics, and so let's just jump in. What happens when someone non-Jewish comes into your space with chametz on Pesach? Tanura Banan, Nachrish nichnas l'chatzerosh l'Yisrael v'tzeko b'yado in zakuk v'vayr. Our rabbis taught, if a non-Jew who enters the courtyard of a Jew with dough in hand, you are not obligated to burn it. If, however, he leaves it with the Jew, then it must be destroyed. If he left it with the Jew in his home, it does not need to be destroyed. As the verse says, it shall not be found. This raises an obvious question that the Gemara picks up upon immediately and provides two possible answers. My Kaman, doesn't the Gemara's citation of the verse Lohimat say, it shall not be found, imply that if a non-Jew leaves Chametz in the domain of a Jew, it must be destroyed? How can you use that verse to illustrate the statement that if it's left with the Jew in his home, it does not need to be destroyed? Amarav Papa, Aresha Kaivahachi Ka'amar, Hifkidot Slozakuk Levayrash Ne'amar Lohimat say. The first explanation is by Rav Papa, who says, The quotation of the verse is in reference to the first half of the statement, and here's how you should read it. If the non-Jew left Chametz with a Jew on Pesach, it must be destroyed. As the verse says, it shall not be found. And now the Gemara gives a second interpretation. Rav Ashi Amar, Le'olam asefa ka'e v'hachi ka'amar, Yichem l'bayit e'en zakuk v'va'er, Shin emar lo'yimatzeb b'vateichem, V'hu d'lo d'lav didei, Rav Ashi says you should understand the phrase to be referring to the second case in the Brita, and you read it as follows. If the non-Jew left Chametz with you in your home, you do not have to destroy it. As it says, it shall not be found in your homes. And this Chametz is not really considered as belonging to the Jew, as he never took responsibility for it. It was simply left in his domain. And the Gemara seems to indicate in an area left set aside for the non-Jew to leave this chametz. So the Jew didn't really take ownership of it. All this leads up to a related question. What happens if you find chametz in your home on Pesach? Amarav Yehuda Amarav, Hamotzi chametz beveto beyom tov, kofelav et haklu. Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav, one who finds chametz in her house on Yom Tov covers it with a dish. It's Yom Tov, and so you are not permitted to destroy it, but you're also not supposed to have it. 
So you cover it up so it can't be seen. Well, Va qualifies the ruling to point out that if Chametz is Hekdash, designated for being brought to the temple, you do not need to cover it up. Immediately, the Gemara asks, Why not? My Tama. Because people are used to setting aside Hekdash, and so we don't need to worry about it getting eaten by mistake. Next, next the Gemara turns to a different topic. If you're planning on being away for Pesach, do you still have to search for Chametz? And Rabbi Huda says in the name of Rav, one who sets off on a journey by sea 30 days before Pesach does not need to destroy his chametz. Within 30 days, he does need to destroy it. Abaye qualifies this. When you said that within 30 days one had to destroy their chametz, we are talking about a case where he intends to come home. But if he does not intend to return for Pesach, he does not have to destroy it. Rava asks in reply, And if his intention is to be home for Pesach, then even if he leaves around Rosh Hashanah, he too should search for Chametz. Rather, what Rava said wasn't exactly a question, it was a statement. When you said that if he left 30 days before Pesach, he doesn't have to destroy it, that was in a case where he didn't intend to come home. But in a case where he did intend to come home, then even if he left around Rosh Hashanah, he does indeed need to destroy his chametz. This discussion leads to the question of why 30 days specifically. These 30 days, what is their purpose? Because we learn from a Brita that we start learning the laws of Pesach 30 days before Pesach. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says two weeks. The next bit of Gemara goes into the reasoning behind these two opinions, but I'd like to skip ahead to the question of why you have to nullify the Chametz after searching. Rabbi says in the name of Rav, One who searches also needs to nullify. Why? You can't say that that's because there are crumbs left over, because those aren't significant. And you, can tr- you can't try to make the argument that since one locks his home, they too are inside, and that implies they are significant, because we have a separate text which demonstrates that this is untrue. We learn this ruling from the ruling that a farmer who appoints a guard to watch over the field at the end of the fig season, where there may still be figs on the tree, or at the end of the grape season, where there may be grapes on the vine. As long as the owner of the field cares about those struggling fruits, it is prohibited to take them, and the owner still needs to tie them. If, however, the owner does not care about them, then it is not stealing to take them, and they do not need to be tied. Extrapolating to the case of crumbs, no one would say that just because a homeowner locks his house, that implies that he cares about a few crumbs, and so the crumbs, therefore, are not significant, and one does not need to make the declaration because of them. So then why do we declare chametz nullified? Rava says, 
We know it by Chamath because we may come across a nice roll or roof that the owner will not want to nullify. So then why can't he nullify it once he's found it? Because he may find the rule after it's already prohibited, and since it won't be legally his, he won't be able to nullify it. Therefore, the nullification has to happen before the chametz becomes prohibited. And that's the end of our daf today. Tune in tomorrow for Psachim 7. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.